have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the frozen Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> How apropos, Brian. It is frigid outside. It is. But not in here. It seems like, um, seems like we skated by for quite some time. Yeah. And uh, now there's a vicious retribution going on from <laughs> Father Winter. <laughs> yeah, he, he's... Uh, I thought he'd forget us. Like last year he did. Right. It wasn't very cold. It, it, it didn't get that cold. Too often, but mm-hmm. and doesn't seem like it. And but 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 we're we're feeling it now. We've had think, a bunch of snow. I think this is like the 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 horror movie last villain um, gasp, where we're getting the next couple weeks, <laughs> where uh, right. you know we there's there's one more final gasp of cold cold weather that's coming our way. You think we're in it, huh? I think we're I think we're there. Yeah, I think we're there. Um, and if not, and it gets worse, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> it won't be long, Brian. We're going to be talking about Punxsutawney Phil. I know. His, uh... Possibly the next podcast. Yes, maybe. Yeah. Um, it seems like that's one of the things that we always talk about on the podcast. It's like one of our main holidays, you know. Oh, ground That we really gravitate towards, even though it's so, you know, mm-hmm. obscure. And some would even say it's nonsense. What? Uh, no, Who no, says no. that? <laughs> But some people, you know, people say the internet, you know, people it say everything. It's Phil. I mean, I, he knows I, what he's doing. It, let me tell you this, Brian. Dude's a legend. Let me ask you this. If it was uh, nonsense, would they have made a movie starring Bill Murray to uh, enshrine, like, the legend of Punxsutawney Phil? No. It's like Ghostbusters. Right. Right. Ghost, Ghostbusters are real as well. Right. No way would he have accepted that role if he wasn't. Exactly. You know. We could trust it. If we can trust anybody, we can trust Bill Murray. That's right. That's what I always say. Mm-hmm. And speaking of trustworthy, Glenn and I are co-founders of a site called Gentleman.com. Gentleman.com is not Facebook. Mm. <laughs> Which should be enough. <laughs> That's our slogan. <laughs> Gentleman.com. It's not Facebook. <clears throat> You're right. Right. And uh, right. I, feel, I feel pretty good about that. Um, it's a social networking site that will actually make you feel better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not suck your life away and make yeah. you feel like crap. Yeah, make you feel like crap for not using it. Make you feel like crap for using it. And none of your friends are probably on there, <laughs> so you don't have to deal with all their stupid pictures. <laughs> you know, there's uh, it's fantastic. Really. Yeah, it's really a feature. Yeah, that don't tell your friends. Not a bug, please. Don't please. tell your friends. Please keep it a secret about gentlemen. Um, keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. take care of yourself first. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're on the plane yeah. and they say, if you're right. going to put the oxygen mask on, take right. care of yourself first. Right. I got to say, Glenn, gentleman.com, take care of yourself first. Yeah. Jump, jump right in to gentlemen and don't worry about your friends. If you Get can't, to them later. Yeah. If you can't love yourself, uh, right. who, who can you love? Who can you love? Um, so anyway, Glenn. I, Hashtag so, self-care. Yeah. So t- <laughs> take care of yourself and visit gentleman.com. And once you do that... And you scroll around, you click some stuff, mm. and uh, once you've done that, uh, the next thing you can do is head on over to podcast.gentleman.com, where you can listen to 150 previous episodes of the Gentleman Podcast, hopefully in succession, mm. uh, hopefully multiple times. Yes. You know, it's really like one of those movies that you see over and over again, and every time you watch it, you pick up on something new. Mm. So really, the 150 episodes are like... 450 episodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you watch them, it's got multiple listings built into it. I mean, how many times have I seen the movie So I Married an Axe Murderer? Right. Every time I watch it, there's something funny I, you know. Yeah, right. And all the same jokes are always funny. Right. It's just like our show. Exactly. (laughs) Well, they're not funny the first time. I mean, they're all the same jokes. They're all this, that part of it. Yeah, that was really That's accurate. Um, Okay, but once you listen to podcast.gentleman.com, you'll probably want to get in touch with us. And unlike So I Married an Axe Murderer, you can't, you know, write the director of that. Well, you could, but you probably wouldn't get a response. Right. You can't write Mike Myers. Right. He's busy doing Shrek 9. 
Yeah. So, yeah. you know, uh, but you can get in touch. The good news is you can get in touch with Glenn, uh, Glenn and myself, and you can uh, send us a question. You can uh, berate us. You can talk mm. to us about how much you love gentlemen. Whatever you want to do is totally fine. Mm-hmm. And we will likely send you back something in return based on the tenor of your letter. Mm. Uh, fa- oh, did I, say the, did I say the address? You did not, Brian. Oh, my That's gosh. Okay. How, is it, how are they supposed to, uh, to send a letter to us if they don't know our address? Right. Well, that address is P.O. Box 442305, Lawrence, Kansas, 66044. Uh, send a letter to us. We will put it up on the Hall Splash Wall of Fame, which we know is the Hall of Fame. We will talk about it on the Gentleman Podcast. We will pace, ruminate, discuss, debate. Mm. Uh, and uh, then, like I said, we'll send you something back in return. And uh, if you can't send us a letter, I know you're too busy. People are mm. busy these days. Yep. You know, you got this government shutdown. Right. Holidays are over. The holidays are over. Uh, mm-hmm. You got returns to make at the store. Mm-hmm. All the gifts you got, you got to take back. Super Bowl's coming up. Super Bowl's coming up. This weekend. Un- understandable. Um, you know, that's fine. We set up a electronic mail account so mm-hmm. that you could actually mm-hmm. email us your sentiments mm-hmm. as well. And you can do that at howdyatgentlemen.com. Howdy at gentleman.com. And uh, as we said in the opener, uh, we used to suggest getting in touch with us via various social networks, but uh, the only social network that you can trust is gentleman.com. That's right. Um, So anyway, Glenn, moving on, let's uh, get in the media episode, which is the drink of the week this week. Drink of the week, Brian, is brought to you by our good friends at Leinenkugel. Leinenkugel. When I think of Leinenkugel, I think of a bright shandy a summer beer I think of you know lighter lighter stuff yeah uh, this beer is not this beer is a porter okay. snowdrift vanilla porter mm. and uh, it's a porter a robust porter aged on real vanilla I don't know what that means I don't know what it means to age something on real vanilla I kind of assumed all the vanilla I've come in contact with is real but maybe they and they don't really say in the description either they just it sounds good. Aged on real vanilla. So, um, so yeah. I wouldn't have questioned it. I would have just bought it. Uh, and I did. I okay. got to the aged vanilla <laughs> yeah, later uh, when I was reading up on it. So, anyway, it's a full-body brew with hints of cocoa, coffee, and caramel brought up by roasted malts and the aforementioned aged vanilla. Okay. Um, the price, which is very important when we go to take these numbers uh to our proprietary machine learning algorithmic uh, beer rating computer, the mustache twist scale. Um, the numbers are these. Okay. Alcohol by volume, six percent. Hang on, let me let me let me type this in here. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry, sorry get my keyboard ready. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. What, what were the numbers again? Okay. okay. Alcohol by volume, six percent. IBUs, sixteen. Okay. Uh, and it was eight fifty. Our Median or average price for beers okay. six pack in Lawrence, Kansas. Okay, okay, so those are pretty, pretty good numbers there. Yeah. What was that IBU count? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Sixteen. That's pretty low. That's good. So, uh, Brian, I say without further ado, we just twist into these bad boys and because uh, Lineys have. Uh, oh yeah, they do have twist tops. I thought they were. That's a convenient feature. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. And there is something satisfying about cracking open twisting a beer. Twisting open a. Uh, Fresh brew. Don't put a barrier in front of me in the beer, right? What do you do if you're someplace you don't have a bottle opener? I mean, I've been right. in that situation. You know, they make these sandals that have like a bottle opener on the on the bottom, but it just seems like that's a lot of work and a good way to like cut your foot. I, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna get yeah. into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll save that for an episode. Next episode. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, mm. give this a taste. Interesting. Cheers. Cheers. Wow, you really, really pulled it in there, didn't you? Just get a get a whiff of it here. Mm. That is pleasant. That is a nice wintry, mellow, very mellow. Mm. I like it. The vanilla mm. doesn't really smack you in the face. It doesn't. It's probably because it's real vanilla. And real it's age. Been, it's been aging. I can tell. Yeah. Uh. Okay. All right, Glenn. Well, this uh, I kind of like this. Mm. This is this is kind of good. Um, mm. It's a very particular style of beer, which sometimes can go bad. Right. I've had a lot of bad vanilla porters yep. in my time. Anytime you add things like vanilla or chocolate or right coffee goes. 
Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a whole hibiscus. Right, hibiscus. We have had that beer. Um, uh, yeah, the hibiscus goza was not good. Should have gone away. Um, good. So, okay, Glenn. So, if you were going to put a rating on this uh, beer, which doesn't matter, by the way, because hmm. we, thankfully we have an MTS computer that's fair, impartial, machine learning, AI, uh, blockchain, hmm. uh, Bitcoin, uh, artificial intelligence, learning. Mesh algorithm computer. <laughs> <laughs> mesh algorithm. <laughs> you just yeah, the mesh the... algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> the mesh algorithm, you yeah, know. All right. Um, thankfully, we have that, and that'll give us a real empirical empirical score. Yep. Mm-hmm. For the every time <laughs> snowdrift vanilla porter. So, Glenn, but beside uh, that, uh, what, if you had to put a rating on this beer, what would you uh, what would you assign to it? Brian, I think I would give this beer a. I enjoy this a lot. Um, it too. It's very smooth. I love porters and darker beers, so uh, I'm kind of partial to them. I would give this an eight point four. I was going to do the exact same thing. Really? 8.4. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, it's a it's a good one. It's nice and smooth. It's not mm-hmm. overpowering with the. You know, this is a good winter brew for sure. And you can have you, you know have multiples, twelve of them. Well, you could right now. <laughs> We're gonna do this. Uh, do the podcast. <laughs> okay, Glenn. Well, okay. Well, that's good to know. Mm. Uh, but uh, I guess it, it's time for me to uh, submit these results that I've typed in. Yes. And uh, then the mustache twist scale computer will spit out uh, an actual empirical scientific score for this beer. Pushes it through the mesh. Um, so let me hit enter on this right now. Okay. And. Uh, all right. So in a few seconds, we should have uh, we should find out what this what the mustache twist scale computer thinks about this. Mm. Uh, this will be interesting. I can't wait. Yeah, I I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, you know you never know what the mustache twist scale computer is going to do. Sometimes it comes out of left field. You know, very unpredictable. Very unpredictable. Exactly. But thankfully, it's scientifically empirical right. fact. Uh, right. But I'm just going to go grab this uh, off the uh, computer here, and uh, okay, I got the. Uh, Got the report uh, that's been printed out. This is uh, most of it, you know, is all light reading for later. Right. I tend to go through and read the what is aged porter or know, what is aged vanilla mean? The history know. of vanilla age, aging the cocoa process. Cocoa nibs. Uh, you know, yeah. All this stuff. Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin like facts. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay. Indian well, it looks tribes. Like, okay, I think I found water source. The um, yes. Okay. Uh, finally found the. Uh, Sometimes it gets buried, you know? Yeah. Fine print. Got to work on, on one that. of the pages. Yeah. It's very difficult to... Well. Uh, anyway, Glenn. So the mustache twist, twist scale computer comes back with an 8.4. <laughs> so, uh, oh! So... Wow. The Line of Kugel... Wow. Uh, of Kugel mm. Vanilla Porter has a rare hat trick between you, me, and the mustache twist scale <laughs> computer. Well... One thing we like to do, Brian, is to um, kind of fact check our ratings, just to you know see what the rest see what the rest of the the internet is uh, where their nose is on this. And um, so we go to a uh, a website called beersnob.com. Right. They are uh, it's basically uh, point counterpoint. Yeah. You know? Right. 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 We we right. we have our own crossfire point. style. Yeah, crossfire, <laughs> and then we have the snobs. Right. You know, they come back at us. Right. Uh, and they're the villains, of course, because yep. <clears throat> they don't have a computer; they just have people. Yeah. Saying whatever they want, um, like oh oh, it's it's creamy on the nose, but uh, you know there's a little dirt on the under carriage. You know, like they don't, <laughs> they don't. Dirt on the <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we don't we we, we like right. to keep it real. All right. So uh, anyway, just 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 for just for grins here, I've looked up their score on the Line of Google Snowdrift Vanilla Porter, and what do you know, Brian? It wasn't fancy enough for them. They mm. gave it a 6.86. Oh, wow. 6.86. That's pretty rough. Yeah. That is a rough score. I mean, that is... And it's just rated... The rating is, quote, okay. Okay. Yep. Well, I thumbed my nose at the beer snobs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm okay mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. this beer as well, mm-hmm. being a good beer. Uh, yeah. I'm secure enough in my beerliness. Yeah, right? To say that this is a good beer. <laughs> that, you know, there are some people on here. I'll give them credit. There's some people that make the right decision, but the overwhelming majorities. I picture these guys, to... you know, the guy at the party yeah. that's got the uh, 
90 IBU IPA. Right. 90 IBU. And you it's offer, just like chewing on some hops. Basically. You, you offer him a high life and he <laughs> tips his nose up. Yeah. No. A low life? No. Mean? Yeah. I would never have such a thing. Well, that's the thing, Brian. This only has 16 IBUs. You know, the hops, it's, it's very low on hops. And uh, that's not the way of the world at the moment. That's right. It'll come back. Don't It'll worry. It'll come back. Yeah. It's like, you know how Brooklyn's cool now. Right. Uh, Brooklyn? Well, anyway, parts of New- <laughs> well, that's a weird, that's a weird choice. Well, not not Brooklyn. Uh, well, whatever. Parts of you know boroughs in New York. You know, mm-hmm. eventually they yeah they come back around like the right. It's like Nirvana. Yes, you know the band, <laughs> not the state. No, <laughs> you know, at one time, mm. think about this, Glenn. Mm. At one time, beers like Old Milwaukee. Mm. Coors, Budweiser, mm-hmm. Pabst Blue Ribbon, mm-hmm. they ruled the market. Schlitz. There wasn't anything else, mm-hmm. because that's all you needed. That's right. Now these days, we got these little craft beers right. that are high in IBU, and nobody can handle the uh, the classics, as I like to call them. High in IBUs, but low in uh, quality. That's right. And uh, it'll swing back around, you know? Like the band Nirvana. In the early 2000s, no one, would, no one wanted to... Admit to me. Right. It's like Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> what, 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 what? Uh, anyway, let's just move on. That's, we're not... We're Insert not, 90s band We're here. not doing each other any favors here. No, we're... Yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, Glenn, let's get on to some interesting posts from Gentleman.com in the last two weeks or so. And uh, let's start off with uh, a little tack that I... Hmm. Uh, put up on the wall. Okay, and this is uh, this is called Scotland's Dramathon is for runners who love single malt whiskey. And this is an article from Popular Mechanics, and it talks about a pretty interesting race that's run in Scotland every year. There's a 10k, a 21, and a 42k. Um, so it's kind of all different levels for people. But the interesting thing about this race in particular that's uh there's a few different things first of all it's through the scottish countryside um so you have if you think about what that is through forests and mm-hmm. and you know the constant drizzle well <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah the lush green and you know rolling hills rolling hills yeah, and yeah. all that stuff so it's got some interesting um scenery there but this particular race takes you on a tour of i believe seven of Scotland's classic uh, Scotch distilleries. So mm. while you're running the race, you can kind of see some of the distilleries as uh, some scenery as well, in addition to the countryside. And then finally, when you finish the race, you are given a glass of a Scotch. Nice. From, I believe, Glenfiddich. Mm. Um, and then also you're given samplers of the other distilleries on Along the race that you see, right? Uh, you're given some samplers to enjoy at your own leisure after the race. So this is not like the beer mile where you have to chug a beer every quarter of a mile. You know, that's what I thought of when I first saw this. Was the Throw beer races? Here. You know, um, my girlfriend Laura has done a couple of five Ks, and they, you know, the one that she's done has involved getting a beer at the mm-hmm. end of the race. Mm-hmm. You know, which uh, I you drank for her. Is <laughs> <it>? <laughs> uh, she wouldn't share. Oh yeah, she um, it. She did earn it. That's right. And so, uh, so anyway, Glenn. But yeah, so this is a little bit different. I could. It's it's a little. It, it's one thing to to drink a beer after a race. Right. I mean, I guess I could see. You know, you're tired. You're you just. You know, you, they say drinking a beer is actually not a terrible thing to do to to get your yeah. body back. You know, some of the energy that's lost. Uh, but drinking a mossy, peaty, like strong, strong <laughs> glass of whiskey. I don't know if that would be a good... It's a tall order. Plus, yeah. it would burn. You know? Yeah, it'd be a little I bit burny. I, you know, but I could see... I think the even more than the uh, the scotch, the countryside, seeing the distilleries in the background, all that stuff seemed kind of appealing to me. It's just kind of interesting. Yeah, I was just... That, that would be a lot of fun. I was just thinking about um, like when I used to do go on runs. When I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, I'd run by this orchard... And there's something about, like, after you've been running in the hot, like, your tongue, like, I don't know. And we'd pick apples and just 
You bought, you bit into the apple. It was like the best tasting <laughs> apple you ever had in your entire life. Yeah, and I don't think that's the same because th- everything's just so intense. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Like when you finish a race, like the Powerade's like, Ugh! yeah, yeah. But Scotch, I can only imagine would just be like punching you, basically. Yeah, like, seriously, be intense. Oh, be but, a good slap in the face afterwards. I like the concept. Uh-huh. I would love to. You know, like um, I've seen. Uh, some some pictures of those distilleries and the, the yeah. surrounding countryside in, mm-hmm. in Scotland and just, and just the Highlands just look beautiful. Yeah. So so maybe uh, maybe next year we should go and uh, run the forty two. We'll have Laura run. Yeah. The yeah. race. <laughs> and we'll cheer her on from that distillery. I'm semi I'm semi retired, Brian. I, uh, oh okay. I don't know if I could. You're right. Run another race for the right. Yeah. Well, once you peaked, right? You know, I, pe- I peaked in high school. It was the uh, <laughs> 1988 Olympics. That's right. And uh, right. anyway, um, Mexico City. <laughs> Glenn. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, let's uh, let's. Uh, uh, so we'll sign up for that, and then we'll be yeah. there next year for the 42K. We'll see you all there. Absolutely. Um, so next up, when we have uh, a attack from our good friend, uh, gentleman member, outstanding person. One hell of a bottle of American. One one heck of a contributor. Uh, Jordan. Mm. um, And Jordan sends us this article from uh, Fox for KC. So uh, local local to us here in Lawrence, Kansas, Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much. Uh, And this article is called Meet Wally, the Emotional Support Alligator. And uh, Wally is a... Five foot sixty pound alligator uh, that a Mister Joey Henny from Pennsylvania mm. raised from the time the alligator was very young, and the alligator is now matured into a quite large uh, beast. Oh, and uh, Mister Henny keeps uh, the three year old alligator in a tank in his living room, and uh, he said that. This is a quote from Mr. Henny. The longer I've had him, he just grew close to me. <laughs> and uh, Mr. Henny cared so much for this particular alligator that he officially got him licensed as an emotional support animal. Which means, when you think about emotional support animals, means you have an animal like a dog that you bring around to, you know, maybe some old folks' homes or, uh, you know, hospitals or something, the people that are going through difficult you know situations in their life um and it's supposed to cheer him up keep him company give him a laugh maybe you know Mm -hmm. uh and this alligator uh has has been officially licensed to do that in pennsylvania the one problem with this is that um he's also quoted he so he keeps wally in his tank in his living room yeah so he keeps him close by and he says him and wally get along Famously, mm. you know, they look like it. Uh, but then somewhere in this article, which I'm trying to find the quote, he says that you should be careful around alligators, right? And you should not keep them as pets, right? But it seems like he's doing neither of those things. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like he's got his guard down, right? Here, because uh, right. he says he does fine with this alligator, right. and they have a picture of the alligator laying on his chest with right. its arm around, <laughs> its arm around the right. guy. Uh, but uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering. I'm concerned that this might not end happily for uh, for uh, Mr. Henny. Uh, yeah, I thought of two things. Uh, the first thing, one, I, I, along the lines of uh, what you were just saying there, I, I feel like there might be a scenario that happens where Mr. Henny is in his recliner, falls asleep, maybe leaves half a hamburger on his lap or something. Yep. Alligator smells food, and, uh, you know... Doesn't discriminate. Does not. Hey, the, if you know if it's part of the hamburger, it's part of the hamburger, right? <laughs> right. Uh, just a little bit just more rare. Just <laughs> just a bone. Um, yeah, alligators have really tiny brains mm-hmm. and really big teeth. And that's they, a good point. They you don't ever want to make friends with with that combination. Like birds, small brains, no teeth. Right. Uh, okay. Good pet. Yeah. Um, I've seen the birds. Right. Well, yeah. You never know. You never know. Wild animals are wild animals. That's a low-level, uh, you know, risk. Yeah. And yet, we have the birds. So. That's true. Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. That was a documentary, right? Right. Yes. Mostly okay. doc- Yeah, mostly so. all true. Um, 
But the other thing, Brian, that really leaped out of the page at me is that, and maybe maybe I'm all wrong on my first point because uh, Mr. Henny was able to house train Wally. Yes, Housebroken. Wally's housebroken. Took a month. Took a month to teach him to... Maybe he's got an oversized alligator brain. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, even if he does. Even if he's one of the special ones. Even if he's Einstein. <laughs> if he's the alligator Einstein. I still don't... I still, I'm still not uh, on board. Mm. On board with this. Yeah, he takes him to schools and senior centers. That's what uh, I understand. Somewhere in this article he says, you know, you got to be careful around these right. things. You know, don't... But I'm going to take him where everywhere where there's defenseless little people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, not little. I mean, yeah, defenseless people. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, <clears throat> uh, the state of Pennsylvania disagrees. They think it's hey, uh, totally safe. This is so, great. Good uh, for tourism. Well, I'm talking about it. You're talking about it. It's on the General Podcast. So, Mission accomplished. Done and done. <clears throat> All right, Brian. The last tack we're going to talk about, and it really sparks some uh, discussion. Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. within the gentleman community. Yeah. Uh, I posted it. It's titled, Nothing Can Stop Google. DuckDuckGo is trying anyway. Mm-hmm. And this is an article at medium.com. If you've never heard of DuckDuckGo, pay attention. Okay. Lean forward. Yep. This is great. Mm-hmm. This is a search company. You may, uh, you may know uh, a little thing or two about Google's uh, recent um, missteps. Um, allegations, however you want to paint it. Yeah. Google, Facebook, tons Twitter. of companies. Yeah. They're all kind of falling under the scrutiny of they're using our our information, our free information to uh, as a commodity, mm-hmm. right? As a way to track and um, sell that information sell to as advertising. And, yeah. There was a famous quote. It says, um, if you don't have to pay for the product, then the product is you. I think yeah. I'm paraphrasing there. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're the product when we use those free services. Yep. Well, DuckDuckGo is also free, but they make their money in other ways. And they're a search engine that uh, is competing with Google. And their main, the whole shtick this article talks about is that uh, they're all about not tracking any information um, from you if you use them as a search engine. So Google tracks your searches and then shows you ads based on those searches. Um, just for you and your particular location yep. and all the things it knows about you and your email and, you know. Yeah, so so uh, the founder, Gabriel Weinberg, has basically tried to create this search engine that um, is dumb in some sense because it doesn't understand anything about you. Um, but it will still – it's still a, a viable search engine. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, it's just been – the whole article is just kind of about the journey that they've taken. Um, they have a, you know, a great uh, – Welcome Matt on their front port on the the front door of their offices that says uh, come back with a warrant. Um, you know they're very big on privacy. They they took out a billboard in um, San Francisco, L.A. 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 That said uh, Google tracks. Uh, what does it say? It says oh <clears throat> there's a, the billboard said uh, Google tracks you. We don't. And and Mr. Weinberg said that based on that billboard his their their traffic doubled overnight. You know, people becoming more and more scared about big companies and and uh, I this really resonated with me, Brian. Uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I've used their service okay. for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they first started, I read an article about it, and uh, I've been I've been a a user probably uh, since 2010 or something yeah. You're like the that. first person that told me about it. Yeah, told me about that. Yeah, and and it, and it works pretty well. Is it? Do they have the best search technology? No, they don't. You know, they can't. <laughs> well, it's an interesting problem because without knowing the personal data, data and harvesting it, you're not going to have as right. good. So the, I think the article describes it as being, you know, if you search for pizza, you're going to get the same results in Lawrence, Kansas that you're going to get right. in wherever Wyoming or where in L.A. or whatever. So they don't know locations. They don't know all this stuff about you. So it's basically just trying to be the best search engine that's generic, like for you know the same search results for everybody. They make their money off of selling ads based on search, um, like what people term, search for yeah. the terms. But they don't do it targeted towards your own personal data that they're constantly trying to get at. They just sell ads based on the actual terms themselves, which right. is nice. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting article. Um, 
And it's also interesting because when he started this, it wasn't a hot button. To- like these, right? These companies were not under any scrutiny about how they were using data, and it seems like it's just gotten worse and worse and worse. And they keep pushing and pushing and pushing for more data, and um, all of a sudden now it's starting to become a topic that people are talking about that maybe is something that needs some regulation or oversight because we've had so many data breaches, so many things have come out of that, you know, Facebook's given Netflix access to all this stuff about you that you didn't know. Right. They were doing, you know, all we, every, it seems like every day there's a story about one of these big tech companies, um, doing something nefarious it's, with your data. It's usually Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's usually Facebook, but Twitter and Google have all had their own stories about stuff. And, you know, I mean, on one hand I could see it would be kind of hard You've you put your stake in the ground. We're a free company, you know. Yep. But but and you can't at some point say, you know, just kidding. Everybody has to pay for Facebook now, right? So we don't have to track you anymore, right? <clears throat> um, you know. But I guess that's you know that's the definition of, of finding a good market fit for your for your company and yeah, yeah. This is I I, I love it. I mean, you sacrifice a little bit when you use it mm-hmm. when you use DuckDuckGo. Yeah, it's not it's not as good. Yeah. Um you have to be you have to really you have to work a little harder. Yeah. And I still end up using Google quite a bit. Yeah. That's kinda, quite a bit. The guy that wrote the articles said that too, is that he tried to use it just on its own for a month or something. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean there's definitely some problems with it, but it's actually nice too knowing that you're not getting tracked every like he said it was nice to visit a website and then not have ads every time you go to right. a different website that are for the thing that you just browse for. So Right. That that is a little bit comforting, and you know it's something too that can probably get better over time. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, personalization is great, but I think you can still build a pretty darn good search engine without it. You know, yeah. for a long time Google did. I mean, that's how they got started. They didn't do any of this personalization stuff yeah. back in the day. So, and it was still good. Yeah, it was still really good. Yeah. So anyway, it's really cool that this guy's out there doing this stuff. It, 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 that's why I like the internet. Is this guy can have this company? It's not a huge company, but they no. make pretty good revenue. And uh, I think the revenue is like twenty five million or something like that. They yeah. got fifty employees. Yeah. You know, it's and the thing margin. is, like, <laughs> you know, if you're making money and you got twenty five employees or fifty employees or you know whatever, what's wrong with that? You Nothing. don't have to be, you know, the biggest company in the world to be be a success. So no. um, I think that's kind of cool. That there's stories out there like this. So anyway. Um, I'm going to post all these tags on podcast.gentleman.com. So if you are interested in any of those articles, you can go check uh, check them out. Uh, click on the link and, and read them yourself. Um, so check out podcast.gentleman.com to, to see any of those stories we just discussed. Next up, Glenn, it's time for the toast this week. Mm. And uh, this week I happen to be browsing the internet, mm. as I often like to do in my smoking jacket. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> fire was roaring and I was... <laughs> You know, uh, just relaxing a little bit. Yeah. You know, browsing the internet, and I found this story, and it's uh, it's entitled uh, "Terry Crews: This Man's Got Talent," and uh, this is from NPR. And uh, Mr. Crews is somebody that I recognize from a, just I looked at this guy's filmography, and I recognize the face, I know the name, mm-hmm. but he's been in a million different movies, television shows, commercials. Just he's all over the place. He's one of those guys. It's not the most famous guy in the world, but as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, oh yeah, that Terry Crews. Yeah. Old and Spice guy. I, that's, where yeah. I, that's where I recognized him from the most is Old Spice, but I've obviously seen him in a bunch of different comedies. Um, I think the first time I became exposed to Terry Crews was uh, White Chicks. Oh, okay. That Damon Wayans, or yeah, he, Wayans movie. Yeah, he's attracted yeah. to one of the... Anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was actually one of his first yeah. big roles that he got. Yeah. Uh, but I, I thought this story was really cool. Um, basically, Mr. Cruz is uh, – he's done it all. He started out from high school. He got into an accelerated art program and then let, led him to an art scholarship at the University of Western Michigan. Right. And he walked on to the football team there and then became a starter scholarship football player. Yeah. And then they won the conference, right? And he was like an MVP or something like that. Yeah. And then he went to the NFL, and uh, kind of walked on there. <laughs> yeah. He he said he was his. It was like three, he said he played three seasons in seven years in the mm-hmm. NFL, and he said it wasn't glamorous at all. Um, he you know he was just one of those guys that was barely making the cut every time. You know, so he's a journeyman in the in the NFL, and uh, but he he always wanted to be an entertainer. He always wanted to be 
make people laugh and stuff like that. And uh, so he moved to L.A. and uh, through just his boundless enthusiasm and stuff like that, started getting auditions. And uh, at the time, he said it was kind of difficult because when you're he's a big physically you know yeah. strong guy. I yeah. mean, he, when you see him, he looks like a football player. Yeah, he's huge. And uh, he said it was hard because, you know, a lot of times they don't think of that as being funny. You know, right. you think of that as like being the bad guy or Imposing. being the, the, you know, he's the guy that comes in and saves the day, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said like he never wanted to be that. He wanted to be the guy that was funny, you know. Um, so anyway, he's succeeded in that and he's done all this stuff. And he had a lot of great quotes in here. But um, I really liked that he said basically that uh, once he wanted to be an actor, he just they just moved to L.A. because that's where everything was happening. And he was like. You know, if you if you're gonna if you want to do something you love, you might as well. Or if you're gonna be broke, yeah, uh, go be broke near the thing that you want to do because mm-hmm. you can be broke anywhere. You know, and that's kind of his philosophy. Got started there, and from there it's history. He's been a successful actor ever since, and that was like 14 or 15 years ago, I believe. So he's had a long you know career so far, and he's still going. So um, uh, he's definitely uh, on the right track for sure. The thing I like about Terry Crews is uh, everybody talks about how. Like contagious, his his attitude is like he's always looking on the bright side of things. He's always got, you know uh, this great personality. Yeah. Um, Oops. And uh, yeah, he's got this great personality. And I don't know. He he, you can just kind of tell that in like every role that I've ever seen him in. He just <laughs> he's just that guy. Yeah. Like, steals the scene because he's got this thing about him. You know. Like, yeah. Um, Absolutely. So I like Terry Crews. Yeah. Um, the and there's one more quote from this. Uh, this article that I thought was great. And it's a, uh, this is like an interview highlight from this, from this audio <laughs> interview they did with him. And it's, it says on receiving a flute for Christmas. <laughs> he said, my mother said, your great aunt bought you this flute. You're going to play that flute. And he said, uh, I played that flute for seven or eight years. <laughs> it's a good flute. <laughs> you don't just pass up a flute when it's yeah. given to you. Uh, so anyway, there's lots of, there's some, some other cool, uh, quotes in here, but I really appreciate it. So it really, I really enjoyed it and he's got a really good story. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, good. all right. Well, uh, toast to you, Mr. Cruz. Terry. Uh, well done, sir. Mm-hmm. Continue your great work and your flute playing, please. Yeah. Old Spice commercials are great. <sighs> yeah. Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the, um, hot and button. Topic, and uh, this week, Glenn, you were telling me about a football game that took place sometime last week, I believe. Telling, I don't even know. Telling you, I think you watched it, right? Did well, you catch a couple it was highlights? on the background. I don't know. I was channel surfing, and uh, anyway, Glenn's Glenn's a big Chiefs fan, and he's uh, he's still upset. A little over, raw, Brian, over the AFC championship game loss to none other than Tom Brady and the legendary Patriots. Yes, yes, I am I am a little uh, raw over that, Brian. Uh, what's it got to do with our hot-button topic? Anyway? So the hot-button topic... Um, Just reminded me that I'm upset about it. Yeah, is Glenn's upset about this game, and uh, I'm not. Um, you don't care. And uh, anyway, no, I'm, I'm talking about this, this game, both games, both... Uh, NFL uh, divisional championships games actually were mired in controversy. Yes. In the first one, the Saints had a controversial no call. Yeah. On a pretty blatant, I mean. It was blatant. The most blatant pass interference. uh, Targeting? uh, The craziest non-call that, you know, many people uh, had ever seen Mm -hmm. uh, was a pretty decisive factor in that game. Yeah. And then in the, uh, in the, in the, Patriots Chiefs game. Both games went into overtime, which yes. I believe was uh I think the last time there was a divisional championship game that went in overtime was like 1992 or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Uh quite some time ago. Yeah. And both of those games went into overtime. And uh in the overtime, I was surprised cuz I was watch I actually watched the end of the 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 Saints game. Mm. And they said, "Oh, well they use completely different rules for overtime in the playoffs for the NFL." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay, that's interesting." And they put 15 minutes up on the clock and they said something about you're going to have a full quarter or something like that and i was like wait they play out another quarter that's ridiculous <laughs> and then it turns out no it's more like sudden death but only by touchdown or yeah. something like that yeah. can you explain this to me here's how it works brian 
Sudden death. All right. If your team goes down, gets a coin flip, they go down and score a touchdown. Okay. Game's over. Okay. If your team goes down and kicks a field goal, the other team has an opportunity to kick a field goal or touchdown for the win. For the win. Okay. So they can kick a field goal to tie or touchdown. Right. For the win. Or they just, I think they just punt back and forth if, the, if nothing happens. Like okay. you can, you can just punt it. I don't okay. know why you'd, uh, yeah, I guess. And then maybe they it. do another coin flip after 15 minutes if something doesn't Yeah, maybe. I'm yeah. not entirely sure. I've never, it doesn't happen that all. I mean, you know. Okay. Um, so what we're trying to get here, get to here is that in the Chiefs game. Yes. Uh, the Patriots won the toss. Yes. Sorry. Won the coin flip. Yes. And uh, they marched down and scored a touchdown in yes. like three minutes. Game yeah. over. That was the end of the game. It was quick. Uh, that was the end of the game. Yep. Uh, Chiefs didn't get the chance to touch the ball That's right. in, in overtime. That's right. Uh, so the question is, uh, Do does the NFL, based on this, need to revisit their overtime rules for playoff games? Well, Brian, I'm glad you asked because absolutely they do. There is no way in good conscience... That you can say, look, we're going to leave the the rest of this game. We're going to decide it basically on chance, um, which you could also call the Chiefs' defense because that was also like a game of chance. Um, Russian roulette. <laughs> 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 no, I'm upset. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> yes, absolutely not. I mean, <laughs> yes, they need to revise these rules because they are. Um, well, well, for example. Uh, you had the, you had the potential MVP of the league sitting on the bench the entire duration of that overtime. Didn't get to see the field. Didn't get a chance to muster the troops and say, you know what, boys, we got one more in us. Let's win one for Glenn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's really had a hard go of it. <laughs> this is his year. Um, yeah, they they yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's a, a, a huge oversight. You're leaving basically the end of the game to chance, Brian. That's what it comes down to. I disagree. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Glenn. You just can't agree with me, can you? Glenn. Uh, Ever. By this point, by, by the time we've gone to overtime, we've had four quarters <sighs> of full of football. Four full quarters of football already. Now, by the end of that point, um, look. You've eaten your hot dog. You've had your nachos. You've had your thirty-two ounce beer. Um, you're ready to go home. And uh, what? Look, these these two teams have fought it out, and it turns out uh, on that day they're nearly equals. And so something has to be done to to end this game. And uh, you know, so let's okay. So let's just back up here. Yeah. You win the you you yeah. you win the. You win the coin toss, right? You still have to go all the way down to the field Mm -hmm. to score a touchdown Mm -hmm. and to win. Mm -hmm. If you just get a field goal, Mm -hmm. you don't get in the end zone, then the other team's going to have a chance. So really, shouldn't Chiefs fans be upset that the Patriots uh, were were able to win the game by scoring a touchdown? Not that they didn't get a chance to see uh, the offense come on the field? Brian, because it's... it's, (sighs) No, I'm not an expert in football, but the Chiefs did have a defensive team on the field, right? Well, um, <laughs> technically, okay, they did, <laughs> right? Um, I think you and I could have played like outside linebackers. I think I did. I think I, I suited up and I was in that game. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. right. I saw. Yeah. You and you didn't even. Care. I jumped offside. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you were the one. <laughs> it was you. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, um, yeah. We we technically had a defense on the field okay. to to stop to stop the, the touchdown Tom Brady from uh, scoring a touchdown in the game. Yeah, yeah, okay. they were out there. Mm-hmm. We we field eleven, right? Eleven? It's eleven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, so, Sometimes yeah, I count so, the refs. Okay, so there there was yeah. a defensive. Uh, the Chiefs were playing defense on that yeah. entire drive where they could have just stopped mm-hmm. them and. Force them to a field goal. Brian, this is an offensive league. This is an offensive league. They're 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 they're, they're changing the rules to protect quarterbacks, mm-hmm. to protect receivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about the offense. And if you can't have both offenses on the field, then mm-hmm. you don't have a fair game. Right. In my right humble opinion. Right. Well, and how many? Okay, but 
what was the final score that the uh, Patriots had? Maybe like what twenty eight or thirty something to? Uh, I think it uh, did it end at twenty eight in overtime. Or, I mean, in regulation, and then maybe it was maybe it was they got the touchdown after that. The point 30. is, Glenn. I'm just curious. They mm. they did have uh, so they scored what four touchdowns or something like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They did have more drives where they didn't score touchdowns, right? They did. They right. did have those. Okay, so they did get stopped sometimes, but just not on the on the overtime. Just drive. not in the first half. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it is possible for the defense to stop them. They just didn't do it. It is possible for a defense to stop them. Okay, just it is not, not the Chiefs. Not our okay. defense. Not our MO, yeah. Uh I would I would I would say that no matter which defense you stuck out on the field at that moment, yeah. I I, I, I I think in that situation, uh, you know, Tom Brady's been through that uh, that end of game situation so many times. He's got he's. I think it's like twelve now, twelve mm-hmm. game winning drives or game winning fourth quarter drives, something like some stat yeah. like that. Like he's right. done it, you know, more more than anybody basically. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna get it done, mm-hmm. uh, and he did. So, so the the I guess the only alternative is to allow them to 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 try to score. They come down and score a touchdown. Allow the Chiefs come down and try to score. They try to score to tie it up. Give it back to the Patriots. Have them go down and try again, and mm-hmm. then have the Chiefs go mm-hmm. and have again. Yeah. And this is why you know in college football it ends up being you know sometimes there's six overtimes. Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> Talk about. I mean, if you bought like a two hundred dollar ticket to a playoff game, well, let me <laughs> let me just say about that. That if there's four or five or six overtimes or three overtimes, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You're still talking about an arbitrary thing, kind of in that respect. Even if you had, so if you go into three overtimes and you each score a touchdown each time, right? Yeah. And then one team scores a touchdown and one team scores a field goal, or doesn't score a field goal. What you know, one one team doesn't does not score the touchdown. Mm-hmm. It's still like, you know. It's almost like a, a coin flip at that point in that they're both able to score over and over and over again. And then that one time on those last two downs, they can't get it done. Mm-hmm. You know but at I mean? least they had a chance. At least they had a chance. Well, they had four quarters of a chance to get the thing done. I think I think what happens, I think what should have happened is at that point in the game when the Patriots won the coin flip for overtime... I think at that point, our defensive coordinator says, hey, I'm going to need to take some of your offensive personnel and replace them. Patrick, (laughs) you're You're going to be our cornerback, okay? Yeah, Yeah, safety. Just ball hawk out there. (laughs) You know. Catch the ball and then throw a touchdown. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) So, yeah. um, Yeah, all our our eggs were in the offensive uh, basket in that game. So, when we... When we left it up to our D to make a stop. Uh, well, didn't they used to have other overtime rules or something? Because I thought there was something about... They're more similar to college. There was something about... They re, they've changed them relatively recently or something like that. Yeah. And, they've um, made it a shorter game. I couldn't believe... I, when they said, you know, oh, we have these different rules for playoff games, I was like... What? Yeah. Like what? How We're just that? making them up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, Tom, you We're get the talking, ball. Yeah. <laughs> Go long. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're gonna play five hundred. Anybody <laughs> yeah, play exactly. five hundred? All right. <laughs> Gronk, you're on my team. <laughs> yeah, divvy teams up. Jerseys don't matter. <laughs> well, you know that would actually be pretty fun. Maybe I'm, we need to uh, get in touch with the commish. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was there, Brian. I saw right. him yeah. sitting in his comfy box. Let me ask you this. Seat. Yeah? Do you think it was rigged towards the Patriots? Uh, That's no. a yes. No, I don't think so. Oh, I heard the undertones in there. Well, uh, I, had to, I had to go against my Midwest bias. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Maybe. No. Nope, nope. No, I don't think so. It was pretty, I thought it was pretty, pretty good game in terms of officiating. Much better than the Saints game. Oh man, that poor ref. What I think happened, this is a tangent, but what I think happened with the Saints game is when I saw it, I think it was one of those deals where the guy was about to go out of bounds. So I think the 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 oh. sideline judge was looking at feet. Right. And not the guy like torpedoing his helmet at the other. Mm. I I think he was just lo- making the, sure he didn't step out of bounds before he caught it. Right, the ball. exactly. Yeah. I think that's what was going on and I think that's why he missed it. Mm. 
Um, yeah. In my, that's my guess. I don't know how you miss it otherwise. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, focusing on one call. Right. You know, I mean, it, it, there's, I don't know how many plays in a football game that you're mm-hmm. going to run. Uh, I don't know how many possessions it ends up normally being, but it's it's significant. And having one play that doesn't work out, even if it's at a crucial time in the game, is still, you know, uh, I don't know. It's a little bit crazy to focus on that in a game of so many possessions. So it's funny you bring that up because our favorite uh, sportscaster in Kansas City, uh, Kevin Keatsman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, has legendary. Been, leg, the leg, legendary Keatsman uh, basically said that uh, D. Ford, his offsides uh, penalty cost not only the Chiefs a trip to go to the Super Bowl, but uh, Bob Sutton his job. Because Bob Sutton, the defensive coordinator, was let go. Because mm. he's saying that the, the script would be totally different. Chiefs go to the Super Bowl because that would have mm. been an interception. Yep. So he got Bob Sutton fired. I would disagree with that quite vehemently. Uh, I would also disagree that's not why we're in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think that even if they had gone to the Super Bowl, the Chiefs in the offseason might have said, you know what, we need a new defensive coordinator. That happens all the time. Yep. And and, and they were even, there's even, they had one reporter on saying, this is getting long in the tooth, but we had, there's one reporter on saying that basically even if they'd won the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Because the defense was so bad. Right. They won in spite of the defense. Yeah. I, I, that happens all the time. How many times do you read in the off season that you know they some yeah. team that's been really successful got rid of this person or that? Mm-hmm. I, it happens all the time. So I don't know. Okay, well I guess we'll never know. And uh, you know, <laughs> I'm just glad that somebody you know is out there making sure that overtime is safe. That's right and friendly for both Tom teams. Brady. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah. Oh, for both uh, teams. Look, oh. they they had a chance to win the coin toss. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, I wonder if they inspected the coin. Like, is it like two two heads? Of- it's like uh, all heads, Tom. Heads. <laughs> Did you say heads? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Two Face, that that uh, that Batman villain. You know, he's got that coin that's that's two heads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Harvey Dent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. Uh, well, we'll have to find out about that. No, I really do think it was a fair game because I think. Either way, the the NFL's winning. You have the young face of the the, the NFL, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, or you have like the old, you know, Pat, yeah, Tommy Brady. Like, yeah, that's a win win situation right there. Yeah, for sure. So. Uh, well, hopefully the Chiefs will make it back next year, and then this will all be water under the bridge. So, and maybe next year they'll go into overtime, and that will, uh, you know, it'll play out in their favor. Yeah, I well, no, I want them to win. <laughs> I want them to destroy whoever they're playing to well, go we'll to the see. Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's what I want. Uh, okay, well, we'll we'll uh, talk about that next Super Bowl. Okay, then um, for episode one seventy five. So, <laughs> uh, okay, Glenn. Well, that means it's time for the uh, final part of this podcast, which yes. is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Already? Yeah. Oh. And uh, this week, Glenn, you know, there's been a couple times where we've had some pretty significant weather here. Yeah. And by significant, I mean not much, but good <laughs> enough to keep me inside for a couple of days. That's right. Uh, with some snow and ice and things that I don't really want to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I just barricade my doors and mm-hmm. uh, stay inside for several days. And uh, it got me thinking, Glenn. When I knew this bad weather was coming, mm-hmm. we went to the store and got some essentials to have on hand. Ooh. You know, for if we were if we were stuck here for, you know, maybe it's one or two days right. that we'd be stuck right. inside our house. Right. <laughs> so we better get stocked up yeah. on some stuff. Butter. Right. Uh, bread. Mm-hmm. Milk, can of soup, bottles of water, you know. Some powder, just in like case. tang. Yeah. What they take to the moon. I was digging trenches out in the back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that would be for, but uh, anyway, Glenn. Uh, what, uh, so my, the question is, what, uh, when you when you were like going to be snowed in at your house for a couple of days, what essential uh, supplies do you need to have on hand? Well, fortunately, I live really close to a grocery store. I can, I can <laughs> walk right. You can walk to the I can walk to store. it. So really... <laughs> The thing that I would stock up on would be booze. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. bourbon. Okay, uh, got to have, have a bottle of bourbon. Right. I usually make sure I have a bottle of Granddad. Mm-hmm. And probably a six-pack, just you know, just in case. One of those two. You things know, could get dicey. Things yeah. could get dicey, you right. know. Um, that's, what, that's what I like to have on hand. Um, I also, um, let's see here. Uh, that's really about, I really don't worry. I'm really like a block well, then, away from a grocery store. Well, then so. you don't need food, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, beer's food, and right. It, there's a lot of no. I do have children, so I have yeah. to really think about, um, you know, 
how are they going to get their calories? Well, you calories? can't give them whiskey. Right. You know? How are they going to get their calories? Right. So, right. So, we, we have some canned stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We'll you just know. give them a can of something. Right. This is tomato paste, kids. Yeah. Don't let it spoil your dinner. <laughs> so. That's right. I forgot you lived down the street from the grocery store. <laughs> but it's not, a bad, it's not a bad thought exercise. I haven't. At some point, I won't live there anymore, probably. That's right. And... I'll have to start considering. So I guess here, if, it, if there's a food item, uh, this is probably not very practical in terms of like a long period of time, but mm-hmm. a whole chicken, right? Okay. Like alive or? Well, <laughs> actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> get some eggs, right? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe get some milk. You know, like you can milk anything with nipples. Right. That's true. Uh, yeah. And then, you know. Scientific when, fact. When it's time, you know, you... And yeah. then, uh, then you got a chicken, right? So then you have a whole chicken, cook in the oven. Mm-hmm. And you take the bones, soup, soup, right? Yeah, boil mm-hmm. them down. So there's a lot of things you can, you know. That's I, true. Let me just walk through that progression again: eggs, <laughs> chicken milk, <laughs> chicken dinner. Wow, fried fried chicken, it's like a Swiss Army knife. Of foods. The, yeah, the chick. Yeah, they're great, and you know you can. Yeah. See, I just go to KFC if I was doing that. <laughs> Um, okay, Glenn. Well, that's that's very uh, resourceful of you to come up with that. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Just off the top of my head there. I didn't yeah. have time to think about it. So uh, I, I was able to... I, I did a drill for this because we've had this happen twice where we've been stuck here for a couple of days. So yeah. I've been able to, uh, fortunately, go through the drill. and Your driveway and, is kind of on a slope. That's right. That makes things a little tricky. There's a good 15% pitch on our driveway, something like that. So uh, Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Easy. 20. Wow. 17 maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so we could be stuck for days, you know. <laughs> Climbing Because uh, I'm not shoveling that, you know. <laughs> um, and technically, we do live down the street from a grocery store <laughs> as well. Because I'm down with like rock it is two further. blocks. It is further than me. Yeah. But anyway, Glenn. It's more of, instead of a practical thing, it's more of yeah. a entertaining thing. Yes. Where we say, like, okay, if we get stuck here for two days, like, what all do, can we just, like, have here? Yeah. And uh, uh, to have on hand and uh, have a, a quote-unquote snow day. Mm-hmm. So we got ingredients for a home-cooked meal. That mm-hmm. could be, like, we made a big thing of chili one night. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. there was something else we made the other time that it happened. Uh, but so a bunch of ingredients for whatever home cooked meal you know that could last you a couple meals or something like that. Uh, frozen pizza. Oh yeah. You know, one night we've got to have frozen pizza. Yeah, that's, that's got to happen. Um, two kinds of chips. Right. Okay. Yeah. What 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 kind of chips? Well, I I've been into kettle chips recently. Oh, okay. So maybe some jalapeno kettle chips Ooh. are what the doctor ordered. Locally sourced, I hope. <laughs> the jalapeno Locally, is not the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Locally in the <laughs> right, the Americas local store <laughs> somewhere. Um and then maybe some Doritos. Ooh. You know. So so a little fancy, a little not so fancy. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, we gotta we gotta have classy. Right. And, right. Uh, what if somebody comes over? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah right. You're something. The green driveway. Yeah. I would say be careful. If you sled come down. Over. Use a sled. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> stuff to make queso. Oh yeah. Gotta have some uh, nacho cheese dip just in case i mean we're not savages here like we can still right you know have nachos the great thing about queso right is that the 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 cheese isn't really cheese so it'll last Mm. longer than us it's like from a alien civilization yeah yeah i think that the point they they came from some distant galaxy and shared the science our greatest technology (laughs) yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Yes, thank, we give you right. Thank you. You can have uh, the hoverboard or Velveeta. <laughs> Choose wisely. Yeah, we, we, Velveeta. Velveeta. Well, obviously, man, you can make nachos <laughs> in fifteen minutes. This. Yeah, yeah, it's a food source. I think. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, mean, I don't care what it is. Right. 
Right. It's like Taco Bell. Right. Ooh. I don't care what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter to me. It tastes good. delicious. <laughs> uh, some Alma cheddar. Oh, okay. From Alma, Kansas. Alma, Kansas cheddar, which is probably not available to other people. So, well, it could be. I'm not sure. But uh, this is a solid block of cheddar oh, that just... is delicious to uh, grate and put on chili or Ooh. slice up and have with some crackers. Mm. It's a wonderful aperitif. So, so do you get it? Do you source it locally, or do you go to? This is locally sourced. I mean, uh, hyper local. You can get it at all the all the stores. Oh, right okay, here. okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, I think you can get it at all the grocery stores. Even the one maybe down from your house, you can pick this Whoa. up. Oh, it's a uh, it's that. a it's a very good uh, it's a very fine cheese. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So you have two kinds of cheese. Some chips. Two chips. Yeah. And frozen pizzas. Yes. Okay. And a home-cooked meal. Come on. Oh, right, right, it's right. It's not right, like right, we're not right, being right. healthy here. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right. So you go through the home-cooked meal first, and then and then, right. th- and then you're like, day two, you're like, okay. Yeah. Then frozen pizza, and then it's like, all we got left is nachos. Bring out the Alma. I hope it works. <laughs> Let's... I hope we get out of here soon. <laughs> we didn't think past day three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then everything falls apart. <laughs> right. Society crumbles. Um, anyway, and then of course, uh, you gotta have beer and alcohol. Well, yeah. You know, maybe some wine. Pass the time. Maybe some old granddad. Oh, yeah. 12 pack of beer. Mm-hmm. And then for day two, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, bring out the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Glenn, that, that's, that's, that was the list. I think we, we stuck, we fairly well conformed to that on mm-hmm. both the occasions that this came up. So I feel like we're well practiced. For any type of emergency that should arise, okay. um, I think that we have our our list together. We're prepared. We're go, we're, we'll go to the store and fight for that queso. You know, somebody else is trying to get the, all the Velveeta. It is amazing. I'm trying to think. So, I'm trying to think the in my lifetime, the number of times that I haven't been able to, or my family hasn't been able to leave the house. Like actually, if they had to leave the house. To go get something. Mm-hmm. How many times? And it has been twice, maybe? I mean, I, I I don't know. I don't think... I don't know if I've ever not been able to leave if I needed to. Yeah. But there was a time where there was a bad ice storm and power went out through the entire city for two or three days. And that actually was kind of dicey. <laughs> yeah. Because restaurants didn't have power, so restaurants right. aren't open. Right. I don't know if grocery stores were open because their, their stuff would have been right. you know, messed up as well. Um, so there there have been at least one time where that came up. And I don't remember exactly what we did. I, I think we just happened to have some stuff on <laughs> you hand. You blocked it out. <laughs> um, you pressed that memory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, probably only once or maybe twice I can think of. Yeah, I'm just trying to... I mean... Yeah, oh, I think the the biggest um, problems for us have been uh, more like a flooding kind of scenario, not like snow yeah. or uh, usually summertime weather anomalies, not mm. not wintertime. So yeah, so but I bring that up because in every time there's snow in the forecast, every time people go to the grocery store and just lose their mind. Yeah, and yeah. Fight over bread and milk mm-hmm. and eggs. Like, those things won't exist right. three hours after it snows and the right. snowplows come. But, you know. Uh, they can have all that. <laughs> right. Just keep your damn hands off my Velveeta. Yeah. It's all Your almond cheese. For sure, yeah. yeah. And, they, and they do. Yeah. And they the uh, pretty much yeah. leave it alone. So, okay. Well, that's good to know, Glenn. Yeah. All right. Um, Velveeta is that magical food that you just... Don't know where it's going to be in the store because it's not really. Uh, yeah, it's in like a any. Yeah, it's, it's always the end cap. It's like a scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah, when you're trying to find it. So it's by the books right. and bread. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that'd be you know next to the cat food, but <laughs> right. you it's know, its own little display. Not by the rulers, right? You yeah. Know? Yeah, kind of near. Food. Closer to the batteries, right. but. Uh, yeah. So that is weird. You never know where Velveeta is going to be. Every time. Yeah. It's unclassifiable. Nobody knows what to do with it. Thanks, um, aliens. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> okay, Glenn. Well, uh, that's the end of episode number 151. Man. So, uh, 
a uh, a tumultuous episode it has been. Oh yeah, if you just feel like we've wrestled with a lot. Yeah, we finally got the the overtime talk out. I know we've been wanting to do that for a long time. It's been brewing. It's been it's yeah. I it's can been feel brewing. the tension. Yeah, you know through our text messages. Yeah, I feel like there was some passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, right. Kind of poked me a little bit, and I you know I just felt like yeah we got it out in the open here. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I understand your point yeah. a little bit more. Right, right. Um, maybe you understand me a little bit better. Yeah, I, I do. I can I can see that. <clears throat> yeah. There's common ground. There's common ground yeah. there. We can come together and agree. Right. That's what we strive somewhere. for. Yeah. You somewhere know. in the middle. Mm-hmm. Sort of middle. Yeah. Why can't politicians do this, Brian? I don't know. We just hashed everything out over one podcast. There's still a government shutdown. All we need is the Democrats and the Republicans to come together. Right. And have a podcast together. Have a podcast. Maybe some queso. Right. Some vanilla porter. Yep. Done. Let's go, to, let's go to the White House and get this thing righted right now. <laughs> Who's with us? Well, we I'll need to see the president. I got the Velveeta. <laughs> hey, you know he's down for Velveeta, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Well, Glenn, we got that. Okay, well, we need to go take care of that then. So we should probably get this podcast done so we can head to, right. uh, head to Washington. The gentleman um, goes to Washington. Yeah. Uh, okay, Glenn. Well, uh, I'm Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Thanks, everybody, for listening to episode 151. We'll be back in two weeks for episode number 152. Adios, muchachos.